You're listening to Get Fed Today, one podcast designed to provide the Christian a hearty Bible study five days a week. While our mission is to showcase a variety of different Bible teachers, if you want to access more content from a particular pastor, simply listen to the end of the episode for additional information. On behalf of the entire team at Get Fed Today, it is our prayer that today's episode encourages your growth in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, we'd like to draw your attention to the 13th chapter of Ezekiel, verse 10. Even as Isaiah spoke against the false prophets, devoting a chapter to it, Jeremiah devoted a chapter against the false prophets. So in Ezekiel, again, a chapter is devoted against the false prophets, chapter 13. And in verse 10, the Lord said, Because, even because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace, and there was no peace, And one built up a wall, and lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. Say unto them which daub it with the untempered mortar, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, great hailstones, and it shall fall, for a stormy wind shall rend it. Here in the 13th chapter... As God speaks against the false prophets and warns the false prophets, we see certain marks of the false prophet. First of all, a false prophet, and and this is before we get into the marks we have here, um, usually doesn't look like a false prophet. He doesn't wear a sign that says, I am a false prophet. Jesus, in warning against false prophets, said they are wolves in sheep's clothing. They look like sheep. They look genuine enough. But inwardly, they are wolves. That is, they are seeking to prey upon people. Now, here in our text, the false prophets were leading the people into a false sense of security. They were saying peace to the people when there really wasn't peace. Desolation. Judgment had been determined by the Lord. The destruction of the city was at hand. And yet with this doom that was just hanging over them, the false prophets were comforting the people by saying, oh, we're going to have peace. The people really had only one hope at this point, and that was to repent and seek the mercy of God. That was their only hope for survival. And the false prophets, through their message of peace, were keeping the people from the very thing that would save them. 
Because of the false prophets, the people did not feel the urgency of the hour. Uh, They were going down their road in iniquity to destruction, not realizing that their only hope was repentance. The false prophets were assuring the people who were living in sin that God would not judge them for their sins. They were building a false wall in which the people felt secure. The wall looked good. They had built this wall and others came along and daubed it. They stuck it over it. It looked like it would be strong enough to hold. It looked fine, but it had no foundation in truth. And thus the people were actually destroyed and the city of Jerusalem was destroyed mainly because the people trusted in the false prophets rather than in the word of God. The false prophets caused the people to have a false hope. They were assuring them that salvation was going to come from Egypt. That surely this alliance with Egypt would be sufficient. So that when the Babylonian forces came, the Egyptian forces would be there to help them. And through the combined efforts of their army and the Egyptians, they would be able to overthrow the Babylonians. And so they caused the people to trust in something other than in the living God. To lean to the arm of flesh for their deliverance. False prophets today would have you to Trust in something other than Jesus Christ for your salvation. There are many people today who are looking to psychology for their answers for their problems in life. So many people that I know of that have gone to the psychologist for help are like the woman that is spoken of in the Bible who for 12 years had been hemorrhaging and finally came and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. It was said of her that she had spent all of her money in physicians and was none better. And I've met so many people that have spent so much money with the psychologist, but they've come out none the better. (laughs) Actually, they're worse off because their money is now gone. Many false prophets are leading people to trust in those mystic powers within. That within yourself, the discovery of self, You can tap into those mystic powers that can bring you into a 
dominating state over others. What you need is an enlightened consciousness, they tell you. There are still others who are saying, well, through hypnosis, you can solve your problems, you can stop your smoking, you can quit biting your nails, or you can sleep better at night. And they're looking to hypnosis as the answers. Still others are looking to the influence of the stars and the planets in their positions in guiding and directing me through this maze we call life. The bottom line is always, who are they leading you to trust in? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood, his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And if any man, woman, would lead you to trust in anything other than Jesus Christ as the hope for your salvation and as the answer for your problems, that person is a false prophet. Another characteristic of the false prophet is his desire to reach into your pocketbook. Now, in the chapter here, as the Lord is addressing these false prophetesses, in verse 19, he says, For hands full, handfuls of barley or for pieces of bread, you pollute me among my people. Uh, there were these women who were going into these enchantments, wearing these unusual and strange garments, who professed to be oracles of God. And you could go to them, and they would supposedly, through their psychic powers help guide you. But always the palm was out with cross my palm with a $5 dairy kind of an idea. It was, it was always the money angle, the profit angle involved. The wrong kind of profit. When Peter is writing in his second epistle warning the people of the false prophets, he said through feigned words will they seek to make merchandise out of you. With the false prophets, the big event of the evening is always the offering that is taken. I'm always amazed that these men who teach so much on faith are always encouraging you to give more than you can afford. Give in faith. Make a faith pledge. And expect God then to give you a miracle. They never seem to have enough faith to believe that God can supply their needs or the needs of their ministry. But somehow it always depends upon your support. Now, the effects of the false prophet was, first of all, they were bringing the people into destruction 
They were keeping the people from the very thing and the only thing that could save them. Now there are many false prophets in the world today as there have been in every age. There are men in the pulpits today who deny the existence of heaven and hell. They deny the atoning work of Jesus Christ upon the cross for our sins. They deny the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. They deny the inerrancy and the inspiration of the scriptures. They preach a gospel of self-esteem. And to them being born again is to come into a healthy appreciation of your self-worth. There are false prophets that are teaching the people that they are gods. And that faith is the greatest force in the universe. And if you will only understand how to use faith as God understands, you can create your own realities and you can control the issues of your life. And they mock the prayer of Jesus when he said, Nevertheless, not what I will, but thy will be done. And to them, prayer is accomplishing your will and your purposes upon the earth. Jesus warned against such false prophets. He said they would come and they would do great signs and miracles so that even the elect were in danger of being deceived. Any man who would lead you to trust in anything other than the atoning work of Jesus Christ upon the cross for your sins and for your salvation and for your hope of eternal life is a false prophet. There is only one God and only one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father but by him. God will not accept sincerity. God will not accept religious experiences. God will not accept your best efforts and your best works. The only thing God will accept for your forgiveness of your sins is the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. And your only hope of having the forgiveness of your sins is to believe and to trust fully in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. And any man that would tell you anything different would cause you to hope in anything else. That man is a false prophet. And just like the false prophets here in Jerusalem, in leading the people to trust in a false hope, the people were actually being destroyed. Any man that would comfort you in your sinful state and say, well, that's all right. It doesn't really matter what we do is a false prophet giving false hope to people. When Paul was listing in Galatians the works of the flesh of which adultery and fornication and sexual perversion headed the list, But it went down into also hatred and wrath and strife 
He ended this list by saying, And we know that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And if any man comforts you in your sin and tells you, well, that's all right. It's okay. God will still receive you. That man is a false prophet. There's only one thing for sin, and that is confession of sin. Repentance from sin and turning to Jesus Christ. In verse 22 of our text, the Lord said in the latter portion, You have strengthened the hands of the wicked that he should not return from his wicked way by promising him life. That's what the false prophets were doing. They were encouraging the people in their wickedness, strengthening them in their wickedness so that they didn't feel the necessity of repentance. They didn't feel the necessity of forsaking their sin. They felt that it was going to be okay. They could go ahead and worship these little false gods that they had. And by being comforted in their sin, they were actually destroyed the people were not warned that they have to repent or face the judgment of God but they were just encouraged feel good about yourself that's the important thing that you feel good about yourself there are a lot of people today in hell because they felt good about themselves at the encouragement of the false prophets. They were much like the Pharisees in the days of Christ. Jesus said, you do not enter into the kingdom yourselves and you hinder those who would enter in. Now God's word to the false prophets was first of all, I am against you heavy when God says I am against you Paul the apostle speaks of the children of God and he declaring concerning them said if God be for us who can be against us but when God declares concerning a man, I am against you, I can't imagine how horrible it would be to have God say, I'm against you. If God is against you, who in the world can possibly stand? They had destroyed others with their lies, and now they were to be destroyed. The Lord said he would not allow them into the assembly of his people. There would be no place for them in heaven. When God's people are assembled in heaven from all ages, they will be absent. And their names will not be 
in the writings of the house of Israel, which is equivalent to their names not being written in the book of life. False prophets, God is against them. They will not be in the assembly of God's people in that final assembly, for their names will not be written or found in the book of life. In Revelation 20:15, at the great white throne judgment of God, we read, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, the final destiny for the false prophets. So I would give you words of warning today. Beware when a man would seek to give you comfort in your sin. You should never be comfortable sinning. The Holy Spirit will convict you and will lead you to repentance and to turning from your sin. And beware when anybody would comfort you in your sin. Beware when a man would teach you that God needs your money. God's word does teach us that we are to give, that a tenth of our increase really belongs to God, and that God loves a cheerful giver, but we are never told to give because God needs it. God said, if I were hungry, I wouldn't come to you for a handout. He said, for the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. Giving to God is a privilege. It's a blessing. And only should you give with that kind of an attitude, cheerfully, not by pressure, not by constraint. Beware when men add to the word of God and tell you that the Bible itself is not enough. Peter tells us that God has given to us all that is necessary for life and godliness in the scriptures. It's all there. It is sufficient. There are those who would discourage you from reading the Bible. They say that uh, you're apt to be confused by just reading the Bible. Uh, and thus, don't read the Bible let us tell you what the Bible says. Uh, they are the Pharisees of today. For Jesus said concerning the Pharisees, you've heard that it hath been said. You see, the people didn't read the Bible in Jesus' day. But they had the scribes and the Pharisees who were teaching them. But Jesus went right down the line and showed them point after point where they were being taught wrong. Where had they read the Bible for themselves, they would have been right. But by listening to men's teaching without reading also themselves, they were led into error. There are those that say, well, now, you can't really understand the Bible, so we have written these books to explain it to you. And thus, uh, you read our books 
and uh, you'll be okay. Just read the Bible and you're apt to be in darkness, but read our books and you'll be in light. That's the claim of the Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, Mary Baker Eddy said that her book, Science and Health with the Key to the Scriptures, was the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to uh, teach us all truth. And so you need that to bring you to the understanding of the Bible. The Mormons say that the Book of Mormon is God's addendum to the Scriptures and it's for the modern-day saints or the latter-day saints. The Bible itself is not enough. And there's not the encouragement of just reading the Bible, but reading all of these keys and helps to the understanding of the Bible. You know, I am not at all worried about what you're going to come to believe in by just reading the Bible. I don't know of anybody really who just by reading the Bible uh, was led into error. It is the other books that lead to error. If you come and ask the Holy Spirit to instruct you and to teach you and you just read the Bible itself... God's Spirit will be your instructor and He will lead you into the truth, into His path of righteousness, and you don't need these other books. Be careful when they say the Bible itself is not sufficient. Beware when a man would lead you to trust in anything other than the finished work of Jesus Christ for your salvation. Or he would add to that finished work. I asked a young boy who came to me who used to be in my Sunday school class years ago in Huntington Beach. He said something, and I'm sure he didn't really understand what he was saying, but he said, I'm no longer a Christian. I'm a Mormon now. And I said, upon what do you base then the hope of your salvation? He said, my faith in Jesus Christ and continued membership in the Mormon church. Be careful when it's and anything else. My faith in Jesus Christ and, you know, watch out. The work of Jesus Christ is a finished work and you need to trust solely and completely in that finished work of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and for your hope of eternal life. He is sufficient. That's all you need. And if someone would teach you, well, you've got to belong to this church and you've got to remain faithful to this church, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and start pressing upon you these other things. They're false prophets. The Lord said, I'm against you to the false prophets because they were destroying the people, bringing to them false hopes. Again, there's only one way by which you can enter the kingdom of heaven, 
And that is through Jesus Christ who died on the cross that God might have a just basis to forgive you of your sins. And it is by your trusting and entrusting your life to him, surrendering yourself to him as the Lord of your life, living for him, following after him, It's all bound up in Jesus Christ. This is the record. God has given to us eternal life. This life is in his son. And he who has the son has life. And as Peter said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. That's God's truth. Shall we pray? Father, there are so many voices in the world today calling unto men. So many drawing men after themselves and their concepts and ideas. There are so many today, Lord, who are in the midst of a society that is going down to destruction, are crying peace, who are offering a false hope. And there are so many people, Lord, that are not checking things out with your word and are being deceived and are being destroyed. Lord, help us that we might seek you. May we seek the understanding and the knowledge of your truth in and through the word as your Holy Spirit would instruct us in the ways of righteousness and truth, leading us always to a trust and faith in Jesus Christ as our only hope. Oh God, may we remain faithful and true to you and to the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we stand? May the Lord bless you and may his hand be upon you to guide you into his ways of truth and righteousness. And may you come to a complete and total reliance upon Jesus Christ as the only hope for your salvation and eternal life. God bless you and keep you as you walk in faith and fellowship with him. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Get Fed Today. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Chuck Smith. If you enjoy the message, you can access more of Pastor Chuck's teaching ministry by visiting pastorchuck.org.